Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season Gaming's E3 Day 1 coverage. So in the video today, we're going to be going through kind of what we went through at E3. Uh, you got to keep in mind, this is our first E3 in person. So we're going to kind of go through what we did uh, throughout the day. And as we have learned through most of our day today, we're going to kind of plan out and kind of strategize what we're going to be doing on Wednesday and Thursday. So tomorrow and the day after. So we started our day off by going to the Microsoft experience. Um, that was actually started before the main doors of E3 opened. So we figured we would knock that out first. Uh, we got a ton of good information there. We got a pretty good spot in line. We were able to see a lot of gameplay. We were able to play a lot of games and we were actually able to talk to a few developers. So we'll kick it off in the order that we did things. So. First thing we did was Forza Horizon 4. We weren't actually able to record a lot of gameplay when we were playing, but we got a few pictures of us sitting at the booth. Uh, fantastic. We loved, I think, every aspect of it. The um, way the demo that we actually played moved was it showed us three different terrains, three different types of vehicles, and then you did kind of a short race for each one of them, and then it kind of compiled all four into one. Um, and that was kind of the end of our demo. I, I would guess the demo was about five to seven minutes long total. Um, and it was fantastic. So what you've seen online, what you've seen at the Microsoft conference is what it is. It is great graphics, gameplay, movement. I loved it. Yeah, everything you expect from Forza Horizon. Um, the big question, of course, was how are they going to top Forza Horizon 3? Well, it seems like they did it because it looks somehow even better. Uh, beautiful, smooth. The changing of seasons, basically the four uh, segments we got to play were one for each season yeah. with a different vehicle. And so you got to experience the icy roads and then going full into summer and spring. Spring and autumn in particular just look absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I like summer. Summer looked great too. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it all did. But um, yeah, fantastic. You didn't really say much more about it. It's what you expected more. Um, I think seasons are going to be a big thing, and I think uh, the dynamic world is going to be really cool too. Yeah, really quick to touch on it. In the uh, so keep in mind the Microsoft experience was outside of the E3 halls that house most of the E3. Um, at E3, they did have the McLaren Senna in person. You could get right up to it. You couldn't get in it. You couldn't touch it, but it was circling in a one of those. Um, I don't even know what you call those turnstile. Turnstile. Yeah, turnstile uh, type thing. We have a video of that, which you're probably watching right now. Um, and then they were also showing a bit of Forza Horizon at the Mixer booth. So those are the places that were there. Yeah. So uh, there was also, you might be seeing online, there was a simple screen in front of us. And there was also a kind of virtual massive screen where you could get in and it would actually move you around. We didn't actually uh, decide to wait in line for that. We got our, our demo and then we moved on to the next game. Mm -hmm. So as we move to the next title that we looked at is Ashen. And um, I will let Ames talk to you about that. He actually played it. Uh, I was talking to the one of the developers, yeah. and Ains followed up with him afterwards. So I have uh, mainly pictures for it, but Ains, why don't you tell us about your experience on the game? Yeah, it's a game I've been looking to for a long time now. They showed it a couple years ago, I believe, E3 2016 originally. Um, it is a, uh, I don't even like to say the word Souls-like anymore, but it's kind of got that same methodology. It's supposed to be challenging. You know, you die quickly. Uh, you pick up, oh, God, I'm going to have to look at the footage to see the name of the things. There. Talismans. But, yeah, there's talismans, which are like passive effects. So um, it felt really good. I was really uh, kind of intrigued by it as I started playing it. Um, the developer we spoke to was an animator, I believe. Um, he was the uh, animator, lead animator. lead animator director. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was pretty high up there. Yeah, and he was, um, he was really, really nice. Kind of told us a little about the game. So they've, you know, obviously been working on it for a while now. They're very close to having it finished. They had the full game here. 
Full game um, is there the the current build of whatever they're at. They did mention um, that there are some still some tweaks and stuff they'd like to clean up on it. Yeah, and but it, it was it the, felt good. The full game. Yeah. It felt good. There, the only thing I really noticed was a frame rate, couple frames here and there dropping, um, but no, nothing really bad. I wouldn't even think most people would notice it. Um, but I was already having fun exploring. It is going to have an AI uh, companion that you can have. So you can run around in the world single player and have an AI companion. You can actually, I saw on the menu, you can dismiss your companion if you rather just go at it solo. Um, right after the intro to the game, you're going to be able to play co-op for the whole game as well. So uh, if you're one who kind of likes the Souls games, but you find them too challenging or you find this too hard, um, you can bring a buddy in and help you out. Uh, it's going to have full kind of armor customization, weapons. It had very similar to Souls where you could have a shield. You have the parrying. Um, you're able to wear, um, or excuse me, use uh, different weapons and switch with them on the fly, ranged attacks, melee attacks. Um, really enjoyed it. I, I could have, like I said, I could have spent some hours there playing it, but uh, good conversation with the developer. Um, he really... Uh, he really said, you know, they're they're tuning it up to be what it can be, but they're hoping to ship this year, which yeah. is the uh, first time we've heard that officially from the developer. Yeah, so big news there. Uh, as I did said, what was kind of cool here is they had uh, only one screen, unfortunately, with Ash, and we got to spend some time. Uh, Love what we saw, and uh, we're excited it's coming out this year. Yeah. So very cool. Um, after that, uh, we did move into the next section of, um, I guess you'd call it the experience, which was downstairs. And we got up close and personal with the adaptive controller, yeah. um, which was really cool. We actually talked to another one of the developers. Uh, to for one the, of the lead designers. One of the lead designers for it. Uh, first impressions, um, we have pictures of it, obviously, that you're looking at right now. But it's really small. So I was surprised at the yeah. size of it because if you look at it in the uh, commercials and the ad for it in general, it's, it feels like it's a bigger controller. But the whole thing is maybe this big. Size of a tablet. Yeah, size of a small Switch, tablet. Switch, maybe. Yeah, actually, the Switch is a good thing for it. Um, we got to touch it. We got to mess with it. We looked at all the ports. Very cool. Uh, very uh, neat idea that Microsoft came up with to kind of help the gaming community that doesn't have the, uh, the same abilities that everybody else does. And also, it's a good way to enhance the experience as well for people that maybe want to add a separate way of hitting buttons on your controller. So Yeah, we um, yeah, I spoke to him for quite a bit. And uh, I have a really good friend whose brother, um, also a good friend, was uh, severely injured in a car accident and has been paralyzed for the rest of his life. And uh, so I asked some questions about it. And it's really neat because the all those ports you see on the back of it actually translate to one of the buttons or functions of a normal Xbox controller. That's why there's so many of them. And you can put in all these different peripherals to, uh, you know, depending on your disability. Um, what will help you play the game the most. And the, the really neat thing, too, he said, is that the development um, teams that work on games for Xbox don't have to do anything differently at all. To them, it just shows up like a standard Xbox, excuse me, standard Xbox controller. And so, um, you know, there's nothing uh, additional they have to do. And I, I thought that was really neat as well. So he yeah. was really pumped about it. He said the response to it has been fantastic. And they start shipping in September. Yeah, other thing I asked him about battery life on it. He says depending on what type of peripheral you're using, somewhere between 25 and 40 hours on one charge. Awesome. Uh, the charging time is pretty quick too. They said two to three hours for a full charge, which mm. is very fast for charging these days. So really cool. Um, they had a ton of peripherals laid out that you could kind of see and get an idea of what's coming for it. So that was cool. While Ains was finishing his conversation and before I went to go talk to him, I was watching Jump Force. Um, they had two screens for Jump Force. So this is the uh, anime brawler, I guess you could call it. 
Uh, we saw mainly Naruto and Dragon Ball Z in the Microsoft Reel when they were showing it. Uh, very interesting looking game. I don't really know what to think of it outside of being excited for the characters. It feels like a Dragon Ball Z Budokai game. The gameplay is very reminiscent of it, and it plays near identical, which is really cool. Um, I would say that there's going to be a lot more characters from it. There was only about six characters that were available in the demo. Um, like I said, there was only two screens, so we didn't actually get to play it. We are going to play more of it tomorrow when we return to the main hall um, and probably spend some more time just to kind of hand, have our hands on it. You are watching uh, gameplay from the Microsoft experience now, and I got a good chunk of it We're watching someone else play, so it looks cool. I am not as excited for it as I thought I would be after seeing the gameplay, and I wonder what kind of uh, changes they'll make to it before launch. Yeah, nothing really standing yeah. up for us. I was speaking about the adaptive controller, and then I actually jumped over to um, while you spoke to the gentleman about the adaptive yeah. controller. I moved over and started watching some Kingdom Hearts three. Funny yeah. enough, um, so the footage you're watching right now, I recorded at the Xbox Experience off screen. It looked like it was kind of like a boss battle mm -hmm. um, with some things I hadn't seen before. Now I don't follow everything about Kingdom Hearts, but I thought it would be interesting for uh, for you guys to kind of see some a different angle of it. So yep. that's the footage I captured here. We kind of joked about it. Kingdom Hearts is all over the place this evening. <coughs> so if uh, past E3s we had complained about Kingdom Hearts not being enough of it or anything, it's everywhere. It's at the Microsoft conference. It's yeah. at the main halls in both halls, not only at the Sony one, but also in the uh, uh, South Hall, um, where you can kind of see it being played at the Square booth as well. So it's everywhere. Uh, there's gameplay everywhere on the web, and hopefully you enjoy ours as well. Um, after that, we moved on to Ori. So Ori and the Will of the Wisps was um, available to be played, which um, I think we knew it was going to be there. We just didn't really think about it, I guess, when we were planning our, our uh, move yeah, around the yeah. Xbox experience. They had plenty of booths for it. We both played quite a bit of it. We really enjoyed it. Or I, I won't speak for, for you, but I really enjoyed it. There was a ton of new mechanics. Um, and from what I understand, the whole game was also there to be played. Um, so we actually uh, talked to, uh, I talked to one of the developers there um, while I was watching Ains play, and um, it's very polished already. As we expected, it looks beautiful. Um, I can't wait to see it in the 4K HDR stuff on a legit TV um, to see it pop the way it could. But uh, if you like the first one, you're going to love this one. Yeah, I thought it sucked. Um, <laughs> obviously kidding. It, uh... Uh, you said it all. It's absolutely gorgeous. The colors, everything you, again, everything you think about Ori and what you've seen in the footage so far seems to be true. Incredibly f fluid feeling. Mm -hmm. um, you can actually assign skills now. Um, so three different skills and different attacks. Um, you can assign them to different buttons at will. So it's almost like a, a miniature skill tree. Yep. Um, yeah, enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, and they were giving away not only some of the Xbox pins, which we were collecting today, but cookies. Cookies, which was interesting. I haven't even eaten mine. I'm not sure if I will, but at the same time, a cookie will go bad. So that'd be weird. <laughs> but uh, so we continued to move through the experience. And uh, there was, gosh, there had to be 40 different boots for Battlefield Five. Um, we got our fill of Battlefield Five um, at EA Play, so we didn't bother with it. We figured we wouldn't wait in line. And there really wasn't that much of a line. Um, to play it um, with the fact that there were so many boots that so they were playing match, it cycle in, cycle out. What did have a long line was Sea of Thieves information and content, and they were also giving temporary tattoos of Sea of Thieves lore, uh, which was really cool. And we ran into an executive that works at Rare. Ames recognized them right away. Um, and why don't you tell us a little bit yeah, about yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, so of, Ryan kind of the executive deal. producer, uh, Rare Joe So he's the guy who does uh, some of the developer diaries and the upcoming, uh, you know, for Rare and the videos of what's upcoming for Sea of Thieves. So 
happened to see him taking a video of the crowd, kind of waiting to get their CFDs tattoos and pins and other things, and uh, just kind of started up a conversation with him. Nicest guy. Um, Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Talked to us about the future content. So he was actually gave us some insight around, uh, you know, I mentioned the uh, E3 presentation with the uh, uh, additional expansions that are coming in July and September. And he said that they've actually been hiring up at Rare to, uh, you know, they have more people working on Sea of Thieves now than they ever have in its development history. He said they're really doubling down on the game and uh, content. They're really going to start developing some really neat things uh, for the long term. So uh, if you had any doubts whether or not uh, Rare and or Microsoft are committed to Sea of Thieves, don't because uh, we heard it from uh, the horse's mouth quite literally today. <laughs> and... Uh, Really, really nice guy. So if you don't uh, if you don't follow him already, check him out on Twitter and check out the uh, rare uh, YouTube account because that's where yep. they post the Sea of Thieves um, yep. developer diaries. But yeah, that was uh, that was a pleasure. Yeah, it was actually really cool how nice of a guy he was. Yeah. A lot of those people could care less sometimes to talk to fans or even people that are at the conference to learn more about the game. So it was really cool. Yeah. Um, we moved upstairs, back upstairs to start making our exit and our way to E3. We got up close and personal with Division 2, so Ains got some really good capture of Division 2. While actually, funny enough, some of the uh, Ubisoft uh, development team was playing the game, um, yep. as well as fans were playing the game, and we actually uh, watched the guy just destroy people sniping um, yeah, all, cool. all over the place. He was just picking people off, like, and it looked really, really cool. So if you weren't excited about Division 2, uh, hopefully our our gameplay um, is kind of making you look twice um, as well as just learning more about the game. It looks really good. I'm more excited about it. And I was kind of down on division one from its horrible launch. Um, but tomorrow, one of the things we're going to go back to uh, the Microsoft experience for is a game that Ains has been super excited about. It's below. Um, unfortunately they had one screen for below and uh, there was a bit of wait time both the times that we went. Um, we did briefly talk to the, one of the developers of the team. Yep. Uh, we're super excited about it, um, and we hope to go back tomorrow and have Ames give it a try, and I'll get some gameplay for you guys on screen. Yeah, so, so kind of took some footage today, you know, checked it out for a little bit, spoke to the developer, and um, it, it, it's interesting because it's kind of in the corner, um, and it's really dark. It's a really dark game. Um, so it's kind of hard to really give you a good sense of the feel for the gameplay or uh, footage, but we'll do our best. But uh, again, it was really interesting to speak to the developer about their plans, you know, what has been happening over the past several years since they announced it. We know how long this game was announced, 2013. Um, so it's been five years. Long story short, some good news here anyway, is that the developer told us directly, just like the Ashen one did, that their plan is still to ship this year in 2018, which, uh, you know, is previously kind of unheard of. So again, really nice getting to speak to multiple developers today and people from the studios because we're hearing news, you know, directly from them. So um, get some more on below tomorrow, as you said. Yeah, yeah. So we'll start actually talking about the E3 that was on site uh, and let you know how it works. So once again, Microsoft does theirs at their theater. Um, and it's pretty cool because instead of having just a big booth, they have everything right in one site that's going on there and they had a ton of things for you to play. When we got to E3, the lines were insane. Um, it is a big convention. Um, and we wanted to kind of figure it out for ourselves and kind of scope out everything. Um, and we finally made our way to a few uh, areas to give things a try. We didn't want to fight some crazy crowds until tomorrow where we can focus on specific things. And we'll talk more on that topic at the end of our conversation here. Um, but the things that we did play and spend a bit of time on. So 
right off the bat, we did get some Call of Duty Black Ops 4 um, gameplay. Um, we weren't able to record, unfortunately, but we did get uh, footage of, or pictures of us actually playing the game. Um, we played two different games of one was Domination and another one was Hardpoint. Um, and my impressions were this game's actually pretty good. It's very different from past Call of Duties in the sense to where, uh, to me, it's a bit more tactical. Um, the customization is a bit deeper and very different. If you were expecting similar menus um, and navigation of the uh, characters and how they load out, their loadouts are, very different. So it is gonna, it's a bit of a learning curve from other ones. A lot of times you can just jump into any Call of Duty and um, play where you left off. Uh, this one does have a mechanic where you have to heal yourself. Um, what do they call it? Adaptive healing or? I don't remember. It was a specific healing. So right after you get hit in past Call of Duties, you uh, kind of just step away and your health builds up right away. And this one, it doesn't. You have to kind of step back and you have to inject yourself with, I guess, uh, some health, I guess, whatever they want to call it, which definitely changes the game quite a bit. Um, as I did mention, there was different loadouts, different classes that did different things. And I guess our total play time was somewhere in the 20-minute range. Yeah, it was. Um, Couple long matches. Yep. Um, the interesting thing I found is that there's a kind of eight character classes, mm -hmm. and on your team, so of the five people, it's five on five. Mm -hmm. um, you can't be more than one of each, right? Once you once yeah. a person on your team selects one, they're locked in, and no one else can select that. So, and then each person has like an ultimate move. Mine was um, like an active radar. If you ever played Halo Four, Promethean Vision was yep. it to a T. Um, but in, you know the goal, of course, is working together. So it definitely feels like Call of Duty. It played like Call of Duty, the shooting, the hit markers, the movement, everything, Call of Duty to a T. Yep. Um, but they're trying to add a few new wrinkles, it feels like. The only thing that was disappointing to me is, uh, and this is just me personally, is always the maps. I just yeah. felt the maps were still very small, very lane-based. Mm -hmm. um, and once you figure those out, it's going to be that same run and gun. Of course, if you like that type of shooter, then it's going to be right down your alley. Yeah, it's your traditional Twitch shooter, which yep. is going to have that in there. So if you are uh, if you love that stuff, you're going to love this one. Yep. Um, it, it, there is going to be a bit of a learning curve, though, from past Call of Duties. Um, and there's a lot of stuff changing for it. Uh, for example, uh, we played on a PS4, but they also had PC uh, game PlayStations as well, and they are moving a lot of the game into the PC realm, or at least attempting to, I should say, um, which is interesting. But uh, so far, what we've played looks cool. There's a lot of stuff for Call of Duty that has not been really seen yet. We don't know about the Blackout mode, which is their uh, Battle Royale version. Um, and talking about it. Yeah, they're not even talking about it. I think that's intentional. They're going to wait as it gets closer to the release date. Um, they are slated to have it ready at release. So um, it will be all part of the same ship title. There's potential other stuff that may come out down the road, but I guess we'll hear more about that when it's released. We don't really know much else about it. No. Um, so we had a good time there. Um, hurt my eyes. Yeah, too much, too much UV protection. Um, we then moved over to, uh, let's see, we did some Code Vein. Um, yeah. So we went to the Bandai Namco area. They had, um, as I just mentioned, Jump Force was available there. Uh, they had the new Soul Calibur available there to be played. Saw and Geralt. Yeah, we saw Geralt being played. We They had some uh, employees, I guess you'd call them, come out in full costume. The Taki was there. Siegfried was there. Um, and so Sofita, I think her name is. I can't remember her name, but she was out. You're probably not the biggest little You're out of my realm now. Um, yeah. yeah, they came out. People taking tons of pictures. It was a lot of fun. 
but we actually played Code Vein. Um, we're not the biggest fighter fans, so we didn't really wait in line for Soul Calibur, but we will get some gameplay footage from it tomorrow. Um, Code Vein. So we got up there. Um, I actually played. So Ains, uh, the footage you're watching now is me playing. Um, yeah, it's not me. Yeah, I did pretty well actually. Thank you very much. Um, I love the art style of this game. Um, it's another soul style game. We need to find a better name for that, by the way. No longer. It's got to be something else we yeah. can say. Survival, I don't know, something. Um, but it played really well. Um, we played for exactly around six to seven minutes uh, was our gameplay time. Um, it wasn't as difficult as I was expecting. I actually got through pretty much everything. It wasn't until the end when I had the thing beeping in front of me that I had three big boss guys coming at me and I got killed. But... Um, the gameplay is, appears to be very tight. It's semi-quick. It's not as slow as your traditional Souls game. Yeah. It's like a mix between Souls and Bloodborne, and right in the middle is kind of the speed. Bloodborne feels a bit faster, um, but it looks really pretty. Um, it is shipping very soon, um, so we're going to be able to play, and you'll be able to purchase it, but hopefully you enjoy the gameplay. I think everybody had the exact same seven minutes from that part of the game. Yeah, it was a, definitely a, just a slice. And it uh, looked good. Uh, I did want to play it, but they were not al allowing um, inverted controllers. Yeah. So I went to set up to play, and I couldn't move the camera, and I asked him if I could change it. He said no, and I handed the controller to Bert. So, <laughs> and that's uh, saw the genius being played. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, it looks good. I, um, I don't know. I was a little turned off, and you can't tell because of the slice of the game. I was a little turned off with how narrow, it was almost corridors. It was at that part. Yeah. Um, so it might just be that part, I don't know. Um, but otherwise, it looked good, it looked smooth, played well, it's pretty. Yeah. Um, if you like that anime style in the game, you'll definitely like it, it mm -hmm. pops on the screen. And um, yeah, no, I thought it was cool. Yep, so we did a lot of walking around in the hall. Um, we stopped by the GameStop Funko booth to try to get some of the exclusive stuff. We'll be back tomorrow. We unfortunately were too far back in line, and what we wanted had sold out already. Um, then we moved over to, funny enough, the Hyperkin um, booth, which was kind of a fun booth because we're big fans of the Duke controller that recently released, and they had all kinds of the colors that were out for the Duke back yeah. in the day. They did mention that it has not been officially announced that they will be available for sale. They're gauging interest. But they are gauging interest and advise us to look back into or look into the future uh, as far as what they may announce. And they had, I also, uh, sorry, they had green, blue, orange, um, and red. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I have a picture of it. We'll be showing it right now. Um, the other thing that was interesting is I did ask if the controller S would be available. And they read back jokingly a uh, response that was very scripted by saying yeah. they like to get feedback from the community and to also look for announcements in the near future. Yeah, it was so, the head of marketing. Yeah, head we of marketing. And yeah. they were giggling it up. Uh, <laughs> Ames did get to play some uh, Mortal Kombat 3 Ultimate, I believe. The other uh, player didn't, am I right? We got these uh, cool glasses. It's been a long day. <laughs> we got these cool glasses from Hyperkin. They gave us because uh, they were just they love talking to us. That season gaming was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, so it was kind of a cool booth. Um, if you like, I wouldn't say they have the best quality uh, products ever, but they're fun for what they are. So it was a lot of fun. Um, and lastly, uh, we did run by uh, Bethesda. We ran by Ubisoft. That's going to be some of our focus tomorrow. Like I said, I'll touch more on that. We made our way back to the main hall. And this main hall is dominated mainly by Sony and Nintendo, um, and also some of the big media outlets like IGN and Games uh, GameSpot 
um, and a few other uh, independent uh, sections of uh, news and, and boots. And I think they had like an indie, what do they call that place? The indie, Indiecade. Indiecade, where there was a ton of developers that work on indie software and hardware. So that was cool. Um, we did go by the Sony uh, area. It was mainly Call of Duty being played. But one of the big things we're going to touch on later in the week is Spider-Man. Yep. So Spider-Man was able to be played. They had a huge section, tons of screens. We're probably going to try to wait till the crowds are at a uh, manageable size because the crowds were late. Uh, sorry, the lines for the crowd were really long even towards the end of the day. But we tried to capture some footage, but unfortunately the screens were far from where we could record from. Uh, but it looks phenomenal. Um, I, I think we loved it. Uh, flying through the city, awesome. They had a massive screen in the background that you could see. They were showing um, announcements and video. People were sitting down on the ground and watching. They also had a bit more news conference with some interviews that mm -hmm. we were showing on screen. That was cool. Yeah. Um, Nintendo probably has the coolest layout of a booth this yeah, year. Yeah, booth is fantastic. It is massive. Yeah. Um, and we got our hands on the new Smash Brothers. So I mentioned yesterday, uh, I'm sorry, this morning, that you had to have reservations to get it, and you did, but we waited for the last 45 minutes of the conference yeah. to make our way there. And guess what? We got in in about 20 minutes through the line. Um, we got four full matches um, to play. They usually only give you two, but since it was the end of the evening and they didn't have such a long line, they were letting everybody play four. We got partnered up with two strangers, and uh, we did get a full match, which is up on our channel on YouTube right now to play. Um, I am not as excited for it as I was this morning uh, when we were watching. And the main reason for me is because the game is pretty much a port. Um, it is a port from the Wii U game. The big difference and the big selling point to this game, and you've heard it mentioned over and over, not only on the uh, Nintendo E3 announcement, but while we were playing, uh, the people that work at Nintendo kept telling us, all the characters ever will be available. All the characters that were there will be available. There's new costumes. There's new costumes. That's all that's new here, folks. Um, the menus are exactly the same. The character select screen is exactly the same. The level select screen is exactly the same. The control is exactly the same. I picked Link a couple of times, who's my main character. He plays... He plays exactly the same. He plays too um, well because he won. So. Yeah, he plays exactly the same. I <laughs> use the same moves. It was the same uh, frame by frame. It was the same. Um, the biggest things that, I, that was mentioned this morning and is probably why they spent so much time going into the deep dive is that there has been a ton of tuning to every character. There's been a few new things added and tweaks to every character. As I mentioned, the Pokemon trainer now has the three main Pokemons that were able to be played with or at least seen like a Charizard is no longer by himself anymore. Um, and they've added a bunch of new people. Snake was playable during the demo. I kind of avoided him because he wasn't my favorite character anyways, but he's cool in there. Um, the graphics are cool. Um, there, it definitely looks like a, like I said, a port. It looks like the Wii U to Switch treatment that we've seen, which is a sharper game, faster load times, but overall it's the same game. So if you are looking for a new experience with Super Smash Brothers Ultimate on the Switch, it is not a new experience. It's simply a larger roster. Um, it was fun. We had a good time. Yeah. Um, a lot of chaos is always under Super Smash Brothers. Um, but we'll see uh, how much Nintendo sells this game as a new title. I would even guess that by the title, it's not being viewed as a new title. Uh, if you think about it, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, it might simply be kind of like Mario Kart Deluxe was. Um, it simply has all the DLC, everything added to it. Um, but, you know, it was still fun. 
Um, we were getting a lot of good responses from the fans that were there. If you're a Nintendo fan, you're going to love it no matter what. Yeah, and the, I mean, the booth they have set up just for Smash Brothers is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, so a really neat setup. I don't know much about Smash Brothers, mm. so I had fun playing it. It's chaos as usual. The Nintendo Direct rep that we were speaking with was uh, very helpful and enthusiastic. She's a sweetheart, yeah. She was really nice. Yeah, so she um, she recorded footage for us while we were playing. Like Bert said, you can find that match. We took one full match clean uh, for the site. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I had fun playing it, but I, I don't know any better. That's yeah. why I was just letting you kind of speak it. Yeah, so it's interesting because uh, a lot of people still play the 64 one. They still play the GameCube one. They still play the Wii one. And they still play the Wii U version yeah. of Super oh, Smash wow. Brothers uh, religiously. Um, so if, if you're into playing the Wii U version and you just want those new characters back, this is the game for you. If you played the Wii U version to death and you have no interest in new characters, you are good with that. At the same time, um, if you want to watch it and play it on the go, you're going to probably pick it up for that reason. Um, it's cool. It's exciting. Um, and that was pretty much it. We did... I, I did use Ridley. Oh, yeah. Use a new character, Ridley, yeah. which is the main villain from Metroid. Yeah. Uh, the, Metroid the only series. new character they're yeah. adding, right? Only but, new character at launch. Um, so maybe we'll see some more characters that are DLC. The, yeah. Wii, the Wii U version had a ton of DLC. In the, in the They had Cloud. They had Bayonetta. Um, they had a few other ones that came later on down that. Ryu was initially a DLC character for the okay. Wii U one. So we might see something similar to that. Uh, games we didn't get to play at the Nintendo booth, which once again we'll be focusing on later this week, are Mario uh, Tennis, yeah. uh, Tennis Aces. Um, I'm not sure we'll play the Pokemon Go game. Um, it's not really our style of a game, but we'll probably get some gameplay footage for you just to see it. Don't speak um, for me. <laughs> I will get that for you. Uh, Fortnite Switch was playable and present. Yeah. We are actually probably going to play that here at our hotels and give you impressions on it uh, sometime this week. Um, but overall, it was a beautiful booth. The screen was massive. Uh, it was probably the biggest widescreen I'd seen at a, at a, at a convention. So it was really cool. And we'll try to see what else we can get from Nintendo. Um, anything else you want to talk about, Nintendo, while we briefly touch on it? Um, no, I don't think so. I think you covered it. I think one of the cool things, just to mention it, is they actually, surrounding the whole Smash Brothers booth, they have these oversized props mm -hmm. in glass cases oh. for like each character. Um, we took a bunch of pictures. So, for instance, they have like Donkey Kong's tie, but it's like four feet <laughs> yeah. or three feet tall, and, you know? If he was a real character, it would fit him. Um, yeah, exactly. And Mario's hat and uh, Link's sword. Or, excuse me, uh, Donkey Kong's hammer. Yep. Um, Link's sword, a Master Sword, right? Oh, that was King Dedede's hammer. Okay, we'll go with that. You know better than me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, they have like pistols, right? They have the pistols and her um, her shoes that have the pistols on yeah. it. Yeah. So anyway, is... it was it was pretty cool. Just they, and I out of all the booths, I think Nintendo did the best job of the booth. Yeah, they were my favorite good. booth um, at at E three. Um, unfortunately, like I said, Microsoft has their own building. Yeah, I mean, so Microsoft is not really a booth. It's not really a booth. It's a building, but um, it was cool. Um, and that's kind of what we knocked out today. Like I said, we did a lot of mapping out for the rest of this week. So we're going to kind of let you know what our plans are. So for day two, um, we are going to be focusing more on the, I guess this is the South Hall. If I'm, I might be mixing these up, South or West. We're going to be uh, focusing on Ubisoft. So we'll be, trying to, we'll be trying to get Assassin's Creed Odyssey. This was the longest line at Ubisoft was the Odyssey boots. Um, there was lines all day. And, all, yeah. and even later in the afternoon, yeah. there was a long line. And they got um, a skull of Excuse me, Skull and Bones is playable as well. Skull and Bones is playable. We're going to try to play that, get some gameplay for you. Uh, for Honor, we took some funny pictures at the For Honor booth. Yep. Um, but we'll actually try to maybe, Ains will try to play that. That's not my game at all. 
Um, and we are actually going to put our hands on division two. So yeah. uh, we'll be focusing there. Right after that, we're going to move over to Bethesda, and we'll try to get as much of the Fallout 76 experience. They have a very fun Very booth. cool. Yeah. Um, and then Rage 2. Not really much to see on Doom Eternal outside of the statue that they have. They have a Which massive cool. demon um, there that you can get a picture with. And then lastly, tomorrow, we're going to be focusing on the Square Enix booth, so where we're going to be able to play Dragon Quest XI and Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which was not only at the Microsoft experience, but also at E3 with more screens and more things to play. Massive booth yeah. as well. Yeah, they have massive stuff. They had, like, shrubbery all over the place. It was done very, cool. very well. Um, and then our plans for Thursday, the last day of E3, are to focus on Sony and Nintendo and mix other things into it that we really didn't get a lot of time in. Um, so that's kind of what to expect from us for the rest of the week. Um, keep in mind, the longest days of E3 are tomorrow and Thursday. Today was the shortest day for Simply Fans. Uh, media had their longest day today to go in and see the conference for themselves. So the fans kind of got the shaft today. Um, fans will get more content and availability to do things tomorrow and Thursday. So uh, stay tuned in. Um, we'll try to keep as much stuff flowing through, even uh, outside of our recaps, like gameplay and stuff like that. You'll be able to, as I mentioned, watch uh, the gameplay during this recap and also by itself on YouTube. So uh, thanks for listening. Anything else you want to say before we close it out? No, we did uh, one thing. We did create a new playlist on our YouTube channel for E3 gameplay specifically. So you can catch our recaps and thoughts and uh, of E3 and its own E3 playlist. Uh, if you're looking for gameplay off the floor, off-screen footage, things we've played, you'll find it in that playlist if you want to look at that specifically. So keep an eye out. We did upload the Smash Brothers match. Uh, we've got a bunch of other things we're going to be adding as well. Yeah, and if you have any requests, hit us up on Twitter. It would be the best place to, to yeah. get us on there. We're both on there, and so is our Season Gaming um, account on there. So make sure you message us. We'll try to get gameplay for you. We actually had a request for Smash. Yeah. Um, we got it right for him right away, and uh, hopefully he enjoyed it. But uh, thanks for listening, folks. Good night.